This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today on What Chaos, we wish things were better in Columbus. The Winter Classic jerseys got leaked in the weirdest way possible. Is Tate McRae famous? What the hell is going on in the Metropolitan Division? Alex Nedeljkovic is in the news. Hit like and subscribe anywhere you can. Give us five-star reviews. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Chaos! It's another week here on What Chaos. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am DJ. That is Peter. Peter, happy Monday. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. I did nothing. It was wonderful. What did I do? I watched uh, I watched the Chargers. Yeah, that sounds like a bad time. Uh, my weekend was wonderful because I didn't have to watch the Patriots. Ah, uh, fantastic. My uh, weekend was wonderful because I got to watch the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. I was trying to text you, Sean, about your Buffalo Sabres and... You were doing the, like, oh, I'm watching football right now because your team was just narrowly beating the Chicago Blackhawks, which the Blackhawks almost tied that game late. Two points or two points. Ah, those are the most fraudulent <laughs> two points I've seen in a long time. Up the bird. <laughs> I said in our group text, we were complaining last week about, like, why doesn't the NHL do the three points for a win? Last night's Sabres game <laughs> is why they don't do three points for a win. That's a good point. It's a fair all, point. All they, my only takeaway was that we have the better rookie of the two. Zach Benson is better than Connor Bedard. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, you can't refute that at I this don't, point. Yes, records, you can. Wins or wins. Records Zach Benson come on the podcast, then we'll see. Uh, no, I mean, they, the ending to that Blackhawks-Sabres game was incredible. Yeah. And the fact that, the, that Buffalo snuck by with the slimmest of margins against the Chicago Blackhawks. Not a good sign for the state of the Sabres right now. A serious note on Bedard. I watch a lot of Blackhawks games now, and I truly, I don't know if it's like a bias thing or what, or that I'm rooting for my take of that by the end of the year, we're going to be talking about him in the second best player in the world conversation. Every time he is on the ice, I am like... He's electric. It, it takes my breath away. He's electric. He is such an electric player. Uh, we've got some great, speaking of Bedard, who has been on this uh, podcast, we've got some great guests coming this week. Tomorrow's tomorrow, episodes yeah. are, uh, tomorrow's guests, plural, will be incredible. But we're not talking is about. Is that a tease? Are we going to, are we going to reveal the guests at the end of the episode? Let's do it. Want to do it at the end? Yeah, let's, let's do it at the end. Let's do it at the end. That was, Sean looked over and I couldn't tell if that was like, uh, we have an idea for this or, huh, what is our answer on that? I like dropping a little nugget at the beginning being like, hey, if you stick around to the end of the episode, you got a little A nugget, treat. you say? Yeah. Did you mean to do that as a hint? Yes. Do you get no, why yeah. that would be a I hint? Get, I guess, I, yep, I didn't mean Folks, that. Folks, but- you got 45 minutes <laughs> to 55 minutes to figure out why nugget is a hint for one of tomorrow's guests but that's tomorrow it is today and it's monday and people are pissed
before we get to the main, it's Monday people are pissed. I'm pissed because for three straight games, the Ducks have fallen behind. I've bet on them. I've live bet them. And the Ducks are doing this thing now where they fall behind in a game and they just lose. <laughs> yeah, which is not that. what they were doing before. You texted me last night and you were like, Ducks down two, going into the third. We doing it? And I was like, let's tap in, brother. And they just fucking lost. I know. I hate it. It's They didn't even score a goal. They didn't even make it interesting. Uh, you know what? Not a Bruins podcast, but Sean Corrali almost made it interesting. He had a really good scoring chance late. It was a too little, too late sort of thing. But I saw a seven flying up the ice, and I was like, uh, who is seven? Oh no, and I'm confusing it with the other game that I bet on, which was the Blue Jackets. I was we'll gonna say I don't think Sean Corrali plays for the Anaheim Ducks. No, I'm confusing my <laughs> former Bruins who play for the Sharks. Uh, we can talk about the Blue Jackets though because uh, they are in a bad, bad, bad way right now. Uh, it could not be worse than Columbus right now, which is saying a lot because it's Columbus. But uh, obviously, the big story, hey. the big story right now is. Uh, they not only benched is the wrong word. They healthy scratched Patrick Line for last game. And like, obviously Patrick Line is a big piece of that team. They need him to be good. And uh, like, they've been trying a lot with Patrick Line recently in terms of like playing him down the middle, playing him on the wing. Now he's he got benched last week alongside Johnny Gaudreau. And now he's a healthy scratch, which like, Columbus has lost, what, nine straight games now? Yep. They and, have one win in their last 14 games. Yeah, it's it's not good. Like, I feel, I feel really bad for Blue Jackets fans because this was supposed to be the year that, like, maybe you start to move things forward. They had some big offseason acquisitions with Damon Severson and, uh, uh, shoot, uh, Ivan Provorov. Yep. And then, you know, you obviously get Fantilli. He, he jumps to the NHL right away. Uh, and people were like, you know, they're moving in the right direction. There was like, I heard some like playoff talk. I don't know if I ever believed and bought in on that, but I think that this was supposed to be the year that they were moving in the right direction. And then like, obviously before the season, the Babcock stuff happens, which is a terrible look at the end of a great summer. But like, I think a lot of Columbus fans were just hoping that that would be pushed to the side with like some palatable hockey this year and you're not getting any of it. We were talking about it before the show and like, I don't dislike their roster. They have at least three offensive studs. They have at least three good to really good defensemen. And I know you need more than six players, but they have more than six players. And did I think they were going to be a playoff team? No, I thought they would be competitive. They, I thought they would be in the mix in like a pretty, mm. pretty rough um, Metro division towards the bottom. Like I thought that they'd be able to hang with like the Washington capitals who are getting up there in age, but it's, it's been really bad. They're like, they're 31st in goals allowed. Yep. 31st in goals expected to be allowed. And it's like Pascal Vincent is, is not, not looking so hot. Like uh, the, the benching of Gaudreau in line a, I can understand to send a message. But, like, none of this shit is working. And now it's one thing to lose nine games in a row and and be at the bottom of the league as the Columbus Blue Jackets. But when it's gotten to the point where we have to, like, talk about it, you know, that's yeah. the worst part. And I, like I said, I like this roster. 
I wanted to like the... I don't like the roster, by the way. I, <laughs> up front, they are so thin up front, and especially down the middle. Like, when you have to try Patrick Laine down the middle to yeah, make things so work. Yeah, so hate that for sure. Like, he's one of the best wings in the world when he's right. And I hate how often Patrick Laine isn't right, but I still ride for Patrick Laine just because he's I want monster. Patrick Laine to be awesome. But I, I want him to be... I think that he has to be put in a position where he doesn't have to do a whole lot other than score. I want him to be awesome. I do want the Blue Jackets to be good because I've never been to Columbus. Uh, hope to do stuff with the Blue Jackets at some point, but that supposedly is a really fun sports town. Obviously, it's a college town, but I think that if the Blue Jackets are awesome, like the way they turn out for the Columbus crew is awesome. So Blue I Jackets want the Blue Jackets care. to be good. Like their fan base is is good. It's solid. They care about that team a lot. Um, which is why I say I feel bad for, for them because I, I know that they have a pretty strong fan base. They've been waiting for that team to be relevant and be solid, and it's just not not happening. Everything's going wrong. I mean, 12 points. we're going to talk about this mm. a, a little bit later, but like even Cole Sillinger's ex-girlfriend is just taking over the world right now. Right. Uh, 12 points, not where you want to be when there are uh, just three days, Peter. There are three days this Monday until U.S. Thanksgiving. Oh, there it is. If we know anything, it's that you want to be in playoff position come U.S. Thanksgiving. We're going to talk about the Metro a lot on this episode because uh, the Eastern Conference has threatened legal action against us because we won't talk about them. Don't care to talk about them. The Eastern Conference? No, the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference is threatening legal action because we will not talk about them. We got a complaint that we don't talk about the Western Conference. Well, that was I mean, that that was confusing. That was confusing. We only talk about we the Western only talk Conference. about the Western Conference. I said like two episodes ago, jokingly, that I haven't watched an Eastern Conference game <laughs> yeah. this season. Somebody complained that we uh, it was an Avalanche fan. I'm wearing an Avalanche hat right now, unrelated, but an Avalanche fan was like, "What chaos show won't talk about the Avalanche winning a game?" Probably not. Yeah, no. We only care about the Oilers. They, did, and Ducks. they beat the Stars over the weekend, though. Big win. Congrats. I got to go. Did you have Avalanche on? I have the Stars jersey over there. But uh, the, the silver lining, by the way, yeah. of the Blue Jacket situation. I don't know if you've been peeking at the old schedule. Eagle Eyes Dave over here. We might have a mini Oil Shark Bowl coming up. Who we got? Wednesday, the Blackhawks visit the Blue Jackets. Does that count? No, because like the Blackhawks are, Rock. huh? Yeah, like they they're, are the they're, best. They're fun to watch, and like they kind of are who we thought they were. Yeah. The if it was like if it was it's, honestly, I feel like every oil shark bowl has to involve the Oilers because that's fair. it's only fun. Every Oilers <laughs> game is an oil shark yeah, bowl, that's though. True. The uh, Blackhawks are just gonna kind of rock the Blue Jackets too. Correct. My question now, and I think that this is kind of gonna be a widespread question with regards to the Blue Jackets is like how much leash leash does Yarmo Kekalainen have left he's the last one like you fired the coach and not the right. way that you want to fire the coach but you're not gonna fire a second coach right in I, my, I mean months. the question isn't like who do they fire next the question is how much leash does he have left does right. he no, like the answer season? is right we know the answer of who they fire next right. because he's kind of the only option uh, does he survive the season? I'm trying to think of like how hockey tradey the roster is right now. Like, do you move line a, do you, I mean, do you do that to try to save your job? And does the team even let you do that? Because typically when a GM is on thin ice brought this up with the Oilers, 
usually you tell the decision maker, hey, uh, don't make any decisions right now. We're right. Uh, we're trying to figure something out. Yeah, and I also think like if you trade Patrick Liney right now, you're getting pennies on the dollar. Yeah, uh, and but he's fresh. Why? <laughs> he is fresh. That's true. He's got some fresh legs in him. Uh, but like uh, I heard Elliot say that they were they were looking around for center help, uh, which classic blue jacket <laughs> seems like you could have done that over the summer yeah when you knew you didn't have a center uh little little fun facts on Yarmo Kekalainen uh Ben GM since 2013 mm-hmm. I don't know where he ranks I should have looked that up where he ranks in the longest tenured GMs in the league got to be up there he's uh, been h- holding that job for 10 years mm-hmm. that's got to be one of the longest tenured GMs uh he's got a 531 win- winning percentage in that time surprisingly They've made the playoffs five out of the 12 seasons, and I guess 11 seasons if you want to count full seasons with Kekalainen. And especially in like the mid-teens, uh, I always I always fancied him a good executive. I think a lot of people do, yeah. And like there were moments where I wanted certain teams for the sake of it to get certain picks or rip off a certain team just to make things fun. And I'd always run into like a Yarmo Kekalainen stumbling block of like, ah, he's not going to go along he with that. He is the third longest tenured GM behind Look at this guy. Uh, wow. Winnipeg and St. Louis. Okay. I'm not third longest gonna, tenured. Doug Armstrong and Kevin Shovel Day Off. Shovel Day Off. That's what I thought. I was just really, I was really questioning myself. Chevy's the other one. So like Yarmo and Chevy are like the two, like, ah, you're not going to pull the wool over that guy's eyes. Famously, Yarmo Kekalainen played for the Boston Bruins. This is not a podcast, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like, you know, I, I think that the question's going to be asked. And I think a lot of people were even tossing that idea out when they fired Babcock mm-hmm. as like, you know, this was Yarmo going out on a limb and it turned around and, and burned him. So like how much how much leash does he have left? They've only won one playoff series in the decade that they've been under Yarmo. If you don't count the uh, best of five that they won in the bubble against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which I do not count because it was best of five. And I do the because it was the best. <laughs> it was the best, but they beat the Leafs. Their one playoff win came against the Lightning when the Lightning fucking crumbled. Was this the series in which Tavares hit the post? I think so. Yeah, yes, yeah, because it, was, it yeah. caused them to get the yeah. uh, lottery the shitty, ball that missed. And the shitty NHL gifts treatment. That's right, but yep. they they had the lottery ball that missed, and mm-hmm. I did a I don't, can't remember if I did this for shitty NHL gifts or my personal account, but I made like the ball missing yes. look like Tavares hitting the post. Uh, I'm pulling for the Blue Jackets, so the, like the, this is not a slump that I think is funny or cool or no, like, it's sad. We've it's had sad. fun with two slumps this season: the Sharks and the Oilers. This is a Come on, do something meme. I can deal with like a bad team uh, not winning many games and just like as a result of roster construction, as a result of, you know, whatever. But like when you see guys really struggling and like line A, you know, line A is going to be in rough shape. Yeah, is is in rough shape. You know, Johnny's not not feeling so hot right now uh you know I I mean you saw the clip of Adam Fantilli talking about like don't want to talk about anything positive that I've done because I hate fucking losing like it's it's tough it's sad and I know that that again I know that like Blue Jackets fans were holding out for some hope this year so like I don't want to revel in that misery too much well we're a couple of handsome merch boys 
love a New Jersey, but we ain't talking about the Eastern Conference when we say that. Uh, the Kraken jerseys for the Winter Classic were revealed on Friday in the greatest fashion possible, no pun intended, and that was from the Utah Jazz leaking them yeah. on their, like, business trip. I'm going to put leaking in quotes. Why? That was absolutely done. You think it was a soft launch? It, it was, yeah, well, like, technically it was hard launch. You think that's a hard, is it a hard launch or is it no, soft launch? No, I think a soft uh, launch is like where, like, wait, who's that in the picture? Okay. Or, like, hey, what's that? thing i've never seen that before. i would say that's a hard launch you'd say that's a hard launch yeah because you're showing the jersey like a soft launch would be like a uh, corner I guess of it or something if, like they were of. if they were like in the background of the picture or something i feel like, like you that. need to make i feel like you need to post a picture of the jersey with the caption life lately for it to be <laughs> a hard launch well yeah i mean that's kind of what they did right well not, well i guess a soft launch is like a story a, like an instagram story a hard launch is an instagram post uh I, to me, a, because soft it was official, a soft launch is like a reference to it. A hard launch is like, like if I was soft launching a girlfriend, it would yeah. be like, oh, here's a picture of me like holding hands with somebody, but you can't see your face. And then that's right, a picture so that's of a her. Soft launch. I also couldn't, I don't, I don't post pictures of friends even on. I don't post pictures of anything. So, right. So I, I could not know less about this. Over here. But, uh, so I'll post pictures of friends that are also kind of in the space so i'll post pictures of uh, pete i think dj I'll, only has time for famous friends is what he's saying no i can only make like, my profile people already know that i do stuff with you and that i'm friends with you so i don't feel weird posting a picture of you but i'm not gonna post pictures of like anything yeah real even though you are very real to me i'm a real boy i appreciate you're you're a real me and pinocchio handshake real boys real boys uh I think it was like a soft launch-ish thing, but I could I be wrong. I would say uh, Seattle's was more of a hard launch and uh, Vegas's was more of a soft launch because Seattle's came from the Utah Jazz Twitter account, had like high def pictures, had like a mm. bunch of angles, and then like the Vegas one, we only got really like one look. Sean, do you have the pictures? All right. That Kraken jersey... I've never called dibs on anything quicker in my life. I cannot wait to get that jersey. It is so good. Unfortunately, there's no calling dibs here because nobody is going to buy that Vegas jersey. That Vegas jersey is horrendous. And I it's hate not the best. I hate everything about it. I do like the Kraken one a lot. The Kraken one is really nice. I think it has like it's gonna look good on the ice. It's gonna have street wearability. <laughs> um, but the Vegas jersey is so lazy. It's so boring, and we've talked about this already, but, like, the I hate throwbacks. Yeah. Where it's, like, a fake throwback, and the story of this, um, of, like, the origin of this Vegas jersey is so annoying. Uh, from sportslogos.net, the overall idea is a throwback to the 1910s to a hypothetical Las Vegas-based team to match what the Kraken are doing with the 1910s Metropolitans. So the Seattle Kraken jersey actually has, like, throwback roots to the city of Seattle. The Seattle Metropolitans won the Stanley Cup in the early days of the league. And Vegas is like, okay, cool. We'll create something to match that vibe so that it has a throwback feel. The fact that, like, they 
were, could start from scratch and make anything that they wanted to be a throwback jersey, and that's what they ended up with, sucks so bad. A throwback to the 1910s to a hypothetical Las Vegas-based team sounds like an AI generative prompt thing. Yes, yeah. And like when the show is done, I'm just going to copy and paste that, toss it into AI, and see what they end up making for me. I don't. I, I will say, you said you didn't like anything about that Knights jersey. I do like the stripe situation it has going on. Yeah, it's just I like, like the boring. border stripe thing that goes all around. Some NBA jerseys have done that, and I like that. Yeah, I don't like it. I would have liked something. I, I don't like the double bird V that they have going on. Yeah. That, I think, is pretty ugly and just doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. I, this might be a hot take. I like that logo. I really? like just the V. I don't think the jersey's kind of boring. I think the V could. The thing that frustrates On the me chest? is, like, uh, I, I mean, I think if the, I think they could have done more to it. I think just slapped on this plain white jersey is kind of lame. But like, if they if they dress it up a little bit you know better, what? I think the V could have been all right. Make it, uh, like make it a crest. Make it like a small. Yeah. Put a put a small there needs to be circle more to it. behind the V. Or I was thinking like a banner kind of type thing in front of it that says actually says Vegas or something on it, like kind of looped through the V or something. I just think I don't think. And someone said in the chat that it could have been a good shoulder patch. Yeah. I think that's also that's true. true it is sure. just getting smoked by. And look at dude on the left. Look how confident he is. <laughs> the thing that frustrates me is that like the current Vegas Golden Knight jerseys have like the intricate like floral kind of pattern on the sleeves and stuff yeah. like that. And mm -hmm. it's like that could have like you're the Golden Knights that in and of itself is throwbacky. Like you could have done more to make it feel old. Well, how do you guys like Vegas jerseys anyway? Um, like I like the gold. I think it looks bad on TV. Like if you see the gold jerseys in person, yeah. you're like, damn, those things kind of pop. Unfortunately, they don't translate super well to TV. I really, really like their away jerseys, the white ones. I yeah. love the fact that they went with white gloves. Uh, you know, their other jerseys have been kind of like, I'll, I take them or leave them. But like, I, I, the thing that I like most about Vegas is that they really lean into being over the top and they really lean into being... Uh, like really embracing the city and the chaos of Vegas. And that's why I hate what they did there. Cause it's so yeah. boring. It's so like throw, throwbacky. It's, it's, it's that not like it doesn't fit in with anything that Vegas has done throughout the course of their thing. And I think that like when they booked this winter classic, there should have been a handshake agreement to be like, you guys don't have to do the winter classic thing that every team does. That's like, okay, we're going, we're going back to the old days. We're going old school. You have the 31st and 32nd teams in the NHL. They're brand new teams. I thought it was exciting that this was the matchup because they're doing something different with the winter classic to spice things up. Right. And so like doing something crazy with the jerseys would have been appreciated. And I think it would have allowed both these teams to get way more creative than they were with these the, uniforms. The one thing I'll say is that like, Vegas's whole vibe is faux back. Like everything about it is fake old. So like, I guess it works in that. I've always been really underwhelmed with Vegas's branding. Like you are Las Vegas. You got all this cool shit and you went with the golden Knights and your main color is gray. Like, eh. It's, but kinda, they've moved away like, from the gray, though. That's true, but it's I mean, like Caesar's Palace Coliseum -y without actually using any of that brand. Like it, it yeah, has yeah. that vibe without. But like, if you're gonna do that, lean more into it. Like, 
like that's what frustrates me about these jerseys is just like it's just plain gold bars like if you had done like the floral gold like instead of the gold stripes just done like floral gold and stuff like that just to add literally maybe this is a hot take this vegas jersey is the first time i've seen a golden knights jersey where i've been like "Mm, not really for me i like their white i we were doing a we were doing a content play uh recently that we'll see at some point involving jerseys and i almost straight up bought a golden like one of the gold golden knights jerseys because as like daily wear it looks good yeah i like that that's a really good jersey i like the gray i liked their reverse retro which I mean, that's going to be the definition of fullback because yeah, they, they like don't have though. anything to throw back to. But I like that jersey. I've ne- This is the first time Vegas has put something out where I've been like, mm. I didn't like the the black ones. Like the uh, I didn't like the gray or the black. The black ones that like glue uh, glowed in the dark. Glue glue in the dark. Glue glue I mean, in the dark. They still technically glow in the dark. It glue. They glow in the dark. Uh, I didn't love those because it's like okay. Don't be you, asshole. I was kidding when pl- I said glue. I okay. wasn't serious, but okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, Glow. Yeah, that you play with the lights on. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like everything about Vegas is the is all about the intro. To like the yeah, the they put on a good stuff. show, and that's I for sure. love that. Yeah. I love so many things about that uh, team. Not the only thing though going on uh, uniform wise. Oh, true. Yeah, I didn't know that you could just kind of slip in <laughs> mid season changes like this. This happened uh, a few years ago. Probably longer than that with the NBA. Remember when they had the new ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NBA did a new ball. That was the best. And after like two <laughs> weeks, they were like, oh, no. And they, 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 they spent all summer talking about how there's like a new basketball. And it was going to be bulletproof. <laughs> was that, it? Yes, that was, it was, really? I believe it was ke- like a Kevlar ball. And they were like, this is the best Finally, ball. Finally, the solution to a long-standing the, problem. Right. And the players like tried to dribble it, and they were like, ugh. Take that, Gilbert Arena. <laughs> uh, that's like... <laughs> I like that. Uh, that reminds me of um, Elon Musk tweeting that like the Tesla truck is in Pierceful through through like bow and arrow. I was yeah. like, ah, finally, been driving down the highway my entire life, the just apocalypse strikes by arrows. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know that you could just do uh, like uh, never mind thing. But over the weekend, I saw a little like Bleacher Report graphic thing that was just like. All bets are off with helmets now. You can do secondary crazy fun things. Yeah, which is surprising to me. One, because I thought that that already existed because the Carolina Hurricanes have been wearing red helmets with their away jerseys for like the past year and a half. And I like it with the the Carolina Hurricanes. Didn't like it with the, the Maple Leafs this weekend in Sweden. I thought it looked weird and gross. Yeah, like it just... It looks. You don't like that? Uh, no, I oh, you love do like it. that. I really? love yeah. the blue helmets. No, I I, I think it looks good. like very amateurish. The blue, white, blue. I think well, it's, it's so Maple clean. Leafs. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> but that's Willie Nylander, man. Yeah, that guy uh, is getting all his Maple Leafs looks in now while he can. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, it, it's it's surprising to me that it didn't exist. Apparently, the Hurricanes have been asking for permission every time that they wear those the red helmets. Like they have to run it by the league. That's disappointing. What? That they're asking for permission. Yeah. Just that doesn't say So, like... Not very badass of you. Exactly. Like, what is it? You're going to talk about it, be about it? Yeah, right. Hurricanes have some big, we don't ask anybody for anything energy. Um. So, I was surprised that that rule didn't already exist. And number two, I'm surprised that, like, it wasn't a four-year process to run it by the NHL. 
Like the NHL just changing that rule on the fly seems so surprising to me. They'd be like, no, 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 no. You, you can't wear contrasting helmets. We've been doing this forever. Only white helmets. I mean, I get a text every three days about Bruins helmets. And I never I know. know the answer to it. And also, I should know. I will refer people to you if they ask me shit about helmets. Like, that isn't quite my domain. I pay attention to I'm, that shit. I'm more just a handsome charming man with no thoughts in my head you nice. are like a himbo you're you, a himbo what is that a himbo what does that mean it's like a, a bim- it's a it's a male version of a bimbo i get that a lot <laughs> that's right truthfully they're like boy it's a good thing you're pretty. that word himbo has been been thrown around a lot recently because of travis kelsey and his old tweets oh man <laughs> well I, yeah i i don't care uh I, I care enough to like pick your brain about it, but I don't notice things like, oh, that's not the helmet they wore the other day. The Bruins have been just like doing different shades of black and brown helmet. No. Well, yes. Uh, The biggest mystery in hockey right now is whether the Bruins helmets with their alternate jerseys are brown or black. And it really does seem like it changes from player to player and like from shot to shot because like some some camera shots, uh, the light reflects off it and it looks brown like Mm. clearly brown and some sometimes the camera shots make them look black and i i can't figure it out and it drives me crazy when i watch them with wearing these uniforms because these uniforms are great and the fact that the helmets are distracting just choose clear brown or clear black i don't know what's going on with these helmets in the shade of brown slash black that they're using but it's crazy look at lauko with his cage i know he looks so good absolute king I hope he wears a cage the rest of his career. He's got that energy, right? Well, like, like I actually like hope kind of for his safety. Like he keeps he has the worst shit luck. keeps yeah. happening to him. I know. So I actually might seriously just want him to wear a cage forever. But he pulls it off well. Yeah, I mean he 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 was talking about that. Uh, we were talking earlier uh, a few weeks ago after he got his eye cut, and he yeah. was just like. He was like, dude, I got to like, I got to figure things out. This is this things are not going well for me right now. Uh, on the subject of the Boston Bruins, Milan Lucic is being arraigned today in Boston Municipal Court. He was arrested Friday night for an alleged domestic incident. His wife, Brittany, called the police and said her husband had tried to choke her per NBC10 Boston. Police say she told officers that Lucic couldn't find his cell phone after returning from a night out. And then he started yelling at her, demanding his phone back. The report goes on to say that when the victim tried to walk away from the argument, her husband grabbed her by her hair and pulled her backwards. Police say when an officer asked the victim if Lucic attempted to strangle her during the incident, she said he did not. According to the police report, when an officer made contact with Lucic, he appeared appeared intoxicated when he answered the door, telling police officers that, quote, Nothing had happened, and he did not attempt to provide any explanation. Lucic was later arrested and charged with assault and battery on an intimate partner. I do believe I'd have to double-check this. Uh, In Massachusetts, when a call is made on a domestic incident, uh, an arrest is automatically made. I could be wrong on that. That's crazy to me. But that is, I mean, not to get into, this wouldn't qualify as politics or anything. I I agree that if I call is made on something like that just because you're fucking better safe than sorry you don't want to be Mike well, Trout driving the guy out in the desert and then getting a right but there, there's also a difference between like separating or like detaining yeah. versus making an arrest 
Because like when an arrest shows up for a domestic incident, it, mm. you, people always jump to the worst. Mm. Like obviously, and it's it's obviously bad. And yeah, like, I mean, well, once the word domestic is said, uh, your your head goes to a, like a certain place, right? And then hoping that Jesus fuck, I hope this was an argument and right. nothing worse. Uh, I will say, like all not a Bruins podcast thing aside. Uh, I like how Charlie McAvoy and Brad Marchand talked about it. If you didn't see, Mm -hmm. I think they put the right thing out there, which is like, that's a family. Right. They have kids. They've been together a long time since uh, they were first in Boston way back in the day and hoping the kids are okay. Hoping they're both okay. Hoping everybody's okay. Right. Yeah. uh, But it's just like, it's really unfortunate. Obviously it's really ugly. Um, it's, it's just like one of those situations where you just hope that everybody figures it out from an individual standpoint to like a family system standpoint. And And, uh, we've heard various rumors of things that did happen, the things that didn't happen or whatever. Obviously, if things come out that are really bad, then I think a signing that was made, not totally for PR purposes, but like because Milan Lucic was a beloved player in Boston. The team didn't have a lot of cap space. They did need a bottom six forward. He came, looked good to begin the season. I think that that comes to an end. I think that they, I mean, Bruins made an idiotic move last year with uh, Mitchell Miller and took way too long to cut ties. I think that if... Bad news comes from this. I think it's a no-brainer that you cut ties and you move on. Yeah, I mean, it obviously, it depends. And I think they're probably spending some time looking into what happened and looking into how it's being handled. And, you know, I I don't want to like, obviously don't want to like jump to conclusions or... Yeah, we can't really editorialize other than to fill you guys in on what is out there. But it blows. For two straight seasons now, like the Bruins get off to an incredible start and like then the noise comes from inside the house in November. Yeah, Jesus uh, well, on a happier note, I'm taking down a lemon lime Olipop right now. I actually uh, brought my mother by the studio the other really? day. She'd never seen it before outside of FaceTime. Uh, she was in the area. I said, hey, tap in, lady, <laughs> and showed her the space. That's how you speak to your mother. <laughs> she was very <laughs> impressed by all the stuff, thought it was very cool, and I showed her the coolest part. Of our office, which is the refrigerator, mm-hmm. containing so many Olipop beverages. She was so excited to try it. She tapped into a strawberry vanilla and absolutely Same. loved it. And I said, Mom, wouldn't you know it? If you were hoping to ingest more than five grams of sugar right now, you're going to have a terrible time because that's not Olipop's game. Olipop's game is being a prebiotic soda with all that dietary fiber that you could want to keep everything going the way everything should be going. And it's not just in our refrigerator, Peter. It's in 22,000 stores across America. So you think it's always in refrigerators? Maybe they got them out on the floor. Do you think? I think that it's like a liquor store where there's just like, there's, it's refrigerated, and then there's just like stacks yes. of Olipop going on. I think Olipop deserves like um, like a structure in a supermarket. You know how they have those those like um, like an installments, cap? like they make pictures out of the boxes. Yes. Type thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, I, hope, I think so. I hope, I hope that they uh, that they've got that going on. What would for you them. have it look like? 
um, a lollipop. That could be confusing. True, but it's a, a play on words. For people who don't know I how to, they, like, do you know what I'm getting at? Perfectly. Like, Olipop is like a lollipop. Yeah, you can't spell lollipop without Olipop. There's a high, that was like some <laughs> next level. Uh, that, that, I they, want displays of just you got like cutouts of Oh, you that's what the, we should be going yeah, for. That's, the what I, that's the next stage of this sponsorship. We need cardboard <laughs> cutouts in supermarkets. Coming to 22, a grocery 000 store. 22,000 cardboard cutouts <laughs> yeah. around the country. Well, well, I guess it would be 44, it would be one of each of you. No. In four thousand cutouts. No, we uh, we're on the same. Oh, same it's just cutout. one. We're doing cutout. the same one. Yeah, that's. What I was yeah. thinking it was like one of you on each side, and then like stacks of boxes of the between. store or of the display. Of the display, because <laughs> I mean, you can no, cover a, a lot a, of ground a, if you want to do find each side. The, find the what chaos cutout yeah. somewhere in the store. You ever see Supermarket Sweep? You ever see that show? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Great show. Great theme song done by uh, American saxophonist uh, St- uh, Dave Cause. Dave Cause. Uh, yeah, it was a show where you'd go around and you'd try to find stuff in certain amounts of times. And if you had a find the Pete structure, find the Deej structure, you'd have over 22,000 stores in America to choose from. But if you don't want to do that, you could also go to drinkollipop.com because if you use chaos, you get 20% off your next Olipop order. And it's a great site. And it's a great drink. So go there, go to Walmart, go to Target, Whole Foods, wherever you want to go. It's Olipop. We love it. Did you, Peter or Sean, see Tate McRae on SNL over the weekend? I did not. Well, I saw clips. Big weekend for Tate McRae. Huge weekend. I mean, huge, huge year for She's Tate McRae. She's everywhere now. She is everywhere. Wait, Do you have the tweet I sent you about uh, RCA? All right. Well, I sent it to, uh, there was a tweet that was like, uh, RCA is reportedly pushing to make Tate McRae the next big thing in pop music. And I was like, how did you know? (laughs) Right. I know. (laughs) It's at the point where like I get into Ubers and it's like, she she's playing and it's like i literally never heard of her two weeks ago and now she's everywhere i i was like when we started the show and we did the thing about like tate mccray's goalie pads and the album cover like i i knew that she was popular in certain circles of the internet or whatever but it is undeniable and it's happened within like a month that she is just like one of the biggest stars in the world right now i mean when that thing came out a couple weeks ago we were talking about her on the show I emailed her people and I was like, can we get Tate on the show? And they were like, hell yeah, a hockey podcast? Tate loves hockey. Let's do it. And over the course of that, more people have been added to that email chain with like more intimidating email addresses. <laughs> and it it's quickly like absolutely arrived at fucking like, not at rca.com. <laughs> y- yes, right. Like, they're like, Tate McRae isn't coming on a podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah. She's on Hold SNL. On, let me let me forward this to the brutal rejection department because get the fuck out of here. You are not getting Tate McRae well, like on your the show. The first emails, like it was like at like Wizard Music or something <laughs> cool, like some like mom and pop shop, and I'm like hell yeah, <laughs> and it's just like getting more and more like at RCA like dot gov, <laughs> like more and more important people like dot the, the, gov. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Tate McRae as like the feds. Yeah, let me forward this one to the feds. Yeah, I'm like, isn't she fucking Canadian? Uh, but not only did she do SNL on Saturday, she dropped a new single called X's on Friday. And I truly am thrown for a loop because I can't stop listening to Tate McRae. I only knew two songs by her. 
I can't watch her music videos because they make me fucking dizzy. Her music videos. They're crazy. She's a fantastic dancer. She is like, say what you want about today's pop star. She clearly has a skill and a talent and she's got, she's got like a charm about it. Like I get why she is a big star, but I can't watch her music videos because it doesn't stay on one shot for more than even one second. It's just constant dancing in all these different shots and they're all, it's all great, cool dancing. Good job. But it doesn't just show her dancing. You're going to get killed by Gen Z. Gen I'm Z sure is going to kill you. The music videos look like they were directed by TikTok. And yeah. I, they probably are made for TikTok. TikTok I, is a huge weapon in her tool belt. I can't, personally, I'm not saying like, don't make music videos like this. I'm just saying I personally can't really watch them because it's dizzying. Yeah. I watched her on SNL though. And she did her performance. She had choreography. It was a great performance. Her, she did Greedy which was fantastic and saying so it wasn't some bs um gonna do it to a track while i dance she didn't make any excuses the weird thing is her second song she did a ballad that she didn't sing interesting and i was like i would think that for the seated part right. that's where you could actually uh flex a little bit but i got no notes on tate mccray this new song x's mm -hmm. does sound like and i i tweeted this song sounds like uh ryan tedder just found out about migos <laughs> looked it up produced by ryan tedder oh really so nice. but that does show like rca is pushing tape if she's working with ryan tedder yeah who if you don't know he's the one republic, republic guy yeah. but he's Did produced taylor swift taylor stuff. swift 1989 my 1980, favorite album lord right mm -hmm. ryan i think Tedder, so yeah ryan tedder has worked with some big artists yeah so good on tate mccray Change the music videos, please. That's all. <laughs> They're just not for you. That's fine. Uh, yeah, Tate McRae. What do you think? We have a better chance of getting Tate McRae on the podcast or any New York Rangers player? Uh, Tate McRae still. Pro yeah. Although. We get, we've had light interest from I also people. tweeted that Tate McRae music sounds like running after eating McDonald's. I don't know what that means. Yeah, like we're. Like it's, it's all good down. and it's but it it's a, it's kind of jolts you. Okay. It's a little it's a little much. But I want but I want it to be a little much. Okay. It's an exciting thing. Yeah, uh, for you. We talked about the jackets earlier. What's going on in the metro? The metro is is a wild place right now. Look at the top three teams in the Metropolitan Division as of today. <laughs> it is the New York Rangers. This is by points. The New York Rangers. The Philadelphia Flyers. Whose schedule is almost done, by the way. The Flyers. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, because they have three games in hand. Yeah. How do you have three games in hand on November 20th? That's a good point. Uh, the Flyers and then the Capitals. The top three teams are the Rangers, Flyers, and Capitals. The Capitals, who have like an average age of 47 on their roster, and the Flyers, who I could probably name like three players on the Flyers roster. Yo, I didn't even realize this what the blue jackets have four games in hand 19 games played that's the crazy blue jackets have played 19 games i mean I, I i bet they're like expediting their schedule they're just like let's get this the fuck out of they're the doing way. run and clock on their schedule <laughs> yeah, right now right, yeah. no nah, man they're like, playing double headers to Rangers. just get it get the season over with can we go like cheer up the blue jackets i would love to yeah can we like 
make them stuff. Getting back to our Winter Classic conversation earlier, they need to get good so they can have a Winter Classic game at the Horseshoe. That would they're be talking about that. Sick. Yeah, it yeah. would be unreal. I, I think that they're talking about... Uh, yeah, I think, it w- I think it was the Horseshoe. I, would it, I know they've done it at the Big House. Was. They've done it in, in Ann Arbor yeah. in Michigan. Um, but, but yeah, we, I mean, look at what we did for the, the Chicago Blackhawks. Their vibes are incredible right yeah, now. Yeah, they're awesome. So let's let's get us to Columbus. Let's cheer those boys up. But, I mean, the, the Rangers are arguably the hottest team in hockey right now yep. at the top of that division. The Flyers have won five straight. The Capitals have won four straight. So I don't necessarily believe that these thing that the, Even, the standing is going to hold, but they got a lot of hot teams in there. Penguins have lost two of three, but they won five straight before right. that, and they just shut out the Knights. I uh, the Penguins have pretty much woken up. Yeah, and uh, there has been surprisingly slow starts. Jack Hughes is alive. Yeah, he did return. So uh, glad to have Jack Hughes back. But slow starts for like the Devils and. Um, the Hurricanes, like the Hurricanes are not far back there, but they haven't been as good as I expected them to be out of the gate, not getting a lot of saves. Mm. Um, the Islanders looking pretty bad right now. Yep. I think there's some discussion about whether Lane Lambert survives mm-hmm. the season. Uh, so like the, the Metro is a real surprising mix of teams that are exceeding expectations and teams that I think are due to get back on track. Did you see the thing about Islanders jerseys? No. Where they're, they're se- only selling well in Vancouver. Oh. Is that a real thing? It's a callback Call to yeah. last week. That, I don't know if that was a real thing or not. No. There, yeah, oh, yeah, there you go. Sean's got old stuff on deck. Speaking of having things ready, uh, we were going to do this earlier in the show, and we just forgot to do it. Um can we do the classic sports broadcast device of the last time Team X won for the Blue Jackets? Okay. Let's toss it up there. The last time the Blue Jackets won, you see this on things like SportsCenter all the time, <laughs> yes. and I love it. It's always like Shakira had the number one single, and I'm like, nice, Shakira. Uh, none of us had heard of Tate McRae. She's now the number one played artist in this studio. Uh, no one knew how cool Michael Andlauer was. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my favorite guy now. Uh, Snoop Dogg had yet to give up smoke. He is since back. Oh, no, no. He's, he's still, still off no the smoke. smoke just it, with his uh, outdoor grills. Yeah. He's just a sell Wait, was that a grill? It was a, gr- a stove. Outdoor stove. That's a weird thing to call it. It's because it's like a fire pit. And yeah, we were talking about this before we hit record. No one calls it giving up smoke. So he was clearly not talking about not smoking. Yeah. Uh, the Leafs were not galvanized. Okay. Which... If uh, you keep up with hockey, they are decidedly galvanized right now. And Frank Vetrano only had 21 goals this season. <laughs> okay. He now has uh, 80. Nice. Yeah, he's having Greatest a good American season. goal scorer of all time. He's having a good. Uh, he's having a good season. So, but do you think they get back on the? You get on the Schneid or off the Schneid? What's the? Dude, I didn't even know if it was glue or glowed. That's Don't true. ask me. <laughs> That's the stress that comes with doing a live show. Uh, I'm putting Sean Corrali on the Ducks. Like, do you think that the Philadelphia Flyers are for real? Are they hanging in near the top of that division for no, an extended period were of fun time? As, they were fun as shit to begin the season, and they stopped being super fun, but now I, they've won five straight. I don't think that—so th- I think they're somewhere in the middle. Like, they're not going to be super fun, but they're going to be 
hard to play against. You know who? The, oh, hard to play against is uh, that's pretty cool. What they do so far is they've been uh, flipping a switch a lot. You know when you say you can't just flip a switch? Yeah. So they're so they're, are they the, the new ducks? Are they the new ducks? We talked about the fact that the ducks can't come back and win games anymore. They no longer can flip that switch. I hope they can flip a switch because they are not disrupting shit right now. <laughs> the Pacific is looking around and they are feeling comfortable as hell. Not threatened at all. They they sucked last night, the Ducks. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, I think the Flyers are a team that could be in that disruptor category. Uh, I, and I think that that's disruptor. exactly where... John Tortorella always wants to be just disrupting shit. Yeah, he doesn't want to actually be good. <laughs> right. He has a good team and he will like throw a, a bomb in the locker room and just to fucking stir some shit up and be like, no, we can't be good. We have to disrupt. I like that we call teams disruptors now. Yeah. That's uh, is the, does the Atlantic have a disruptor while we're talking Eastern Conference for some godforsaken reason? The Detroit Red Wings. Ah, they are pretty disrupty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think we have to come up with like a scale of like for real disruptor uh, disruptor uh just like on a heater mm. or uh hard to play against. Right, hard to play against. <laughs> hard to play against has to be on there. Uh let's do our three stars. One of my stars is Alex Nedeljkovic. He had a goalie goal in the AHL Friday, then got called up, had a 38 save shutout against the Vegas Check out Golden this camera Knights. work. Ooh. Oh, so, wait, this is the yeah, actual right. good camera yeah. work. So th that's his goalie goal. Really, the reason I want to shout him out, and there's more to this story and more things that he did over the weekend, but I just like the idea of a goal factoring into a goalie being called up. Like Hell the yes. Penguins were looking at the their AHL and, uh, in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, being like, here's what we're looking for out of our goalies. Here's here's my suggestion. It's like Omar getting the Vezina because he scored last year. Yeah, right. My suggestion is if you score a goalie goal in the AHL, it's an automatic call-up. That's should be, great. It should be an automatic call-up, and you get to start the team's next game. You know uh, with the, who that would be great for? Who? Forwards in the AHL because they would score a bajillion goals on goalies that are out of the net. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah true. If yeah, you that have would six spike their five, numbers. Yeah. Your goalie steps out to try to find a lane, just knock that shit down <laughs> yeah. and like pass it into the empty true. net. I I think that would make the AHL electric if you got an automatic promotion and a game started if you Dude, scored a goal. So it's not electric, but the AHL already is. I wish there were a better word, but like the AHL is very chaotic. It is. Here's what the AHL's problem is. You can't watch a game an AHL game period with the true it's just you can't watch but even if you pay like $250 or whatever it is for the AHL season package the games are in like 360p yeah and and it didn't show it on the the replay that we actually came from the game but the cameraman who was working that game missed the goal in real time didn't cross the center ice line with the camera as the puck went into the net and it's like if you're paying $250 for a season package and you don't get to see a goalie goal in real time, you know how pissed I would be? Yeah. Get out of here. Like, get the AHL up to current day. Get them with a high-definition camera. 
get a Those good... truly right now we've talked about like Logitech will hook you up with a 4K camera for like $26 now. It's an HD now. camera. What could it cost? $10? Truly. I think, I think this shot here is the the part where they just did not. Yeah, they just yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't Look, move the, the camera, camera just stays. They want to see celebration, bro. Get off the celebration, which is an awesome celebration. But leave that to the replay cameraman. I don't know how many cameramen they're working with. And will there's clearly several of them. I will say because I used to intern for an AHL team. Shout out to Syracuse Crunch. Um, Like the broadcast, the the person in charge of broadcasting is like also in charge of PR. Yeah, like oh uh, yeah, and like calling the games. Yeah, and, like everything. everything on the AHL side. They're like the like sporting director and like also yeah. assistant GM. They're, yeah, they, I don't want to really consolidate in the. Uh, I don't want to hammer like an individual too much with. But this the, the AHL criticism. in and of itself needs to get right. Shit like together, get your yeah. shit together as a league. Uh, he also did Nadelkovich. He was just feeling cocky. He also tossed on a Miles Garrett jersey after the game when. After the peng- after the Penguins game, correct? Because yes. right. he, he started for the Penguins, made it had a thirty eight save shutout against Vegas. Yep, and then threw on a Miles Garrett jersey. Who did the? I didn't pay attention to the NFL this weekend. Did the Browns play the the Steelers? I forget who. Yes, the, they did. They, they did. The Browns uh-huh. beat the Steelers with their like third string quarterback. Oh that. right, it was like uh, a thirteen to ten game, most AFC North game of all time. Uh, do you think that uh, it was a dick move to wear a Miles Garrett? jersey no i don't think it was a dick do you think move? he does it if they oh, lose i get what dick. you're saying if anybody didn't see the miles garrett video that hit the internet over yeah the we're weekend, not that kind of show but yeah miles garrett inadvertently was just uh, showing dick he knew what he was doing you if, so? you wear, if you wear gray sweatpants with no underwear and you have that you know what you're doing like Possibly. congratulations to my miles my, garrett but like that was not inadvertent. The only reason I know about that clip is that uh, apparently it like was setting records for bookmarks. <laughs> yeah. on I, I checked before the show; it had like six thousand bookmarks. People, shout out to all the horny people out check there. Check it out later. Uh, did I have anybody else? I have, oh, uh, Calvin Pickard is uh, going to be a net for the Edmonton Oilers, and that'll be fun. I said they just needed a kind of rando journeymanish type of guy. And that would galvanize them. So we'll see. Been seeing a ton of Stu Skinner lately. This feels mm-hmm. weird. We hadn't talked. We kind of put ourselves in an Oilers timeout. And I feel like the podcast is home now that we're talking Oilers, even yeah. for a second. But we got to talk about the Avalanche. They won a game. That's right. Uh, I do feel bad, though, being like bringing up the Avalanche in passing and in turn only bringing up the Stars in passing. So shout out the Dallas Stars. Uh, here's a, if we, Let's get a little deeper on the Avalanche then. Mm. You think uh, who's the most underrated player in the league? Because I got a, my take, and it's Avalanche related. Ooh, it's Miko Rantanen. I like, but he's some, such a big name. But he's not. Like people think of the Abs, and I don't. I feel like they don't think about Miko Rantanen that much. Oh, I mean, mine might be uh, Scott Hyman. I keep saying Scott Hyman. Zach Hyman. <laughs> he's not the most underrated. He's he might be. Everybody thinks about Cal uh, uh, McCarr mm-hmm. and Nathan McKinnon. Nobody ever talks about Miko Rantanen. Uh, or Miko Rant- Rantanen, as Pierre Maguire. Danny Fan- uh, Fantana. What's his name? Uh, Brian Fantana? Brian Fantana, yeah, yeah. that's right. We should, uh, we're going to have episodes 
uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, by the way, mm-hmm. normal episodes. I got a star before. Yep. Uh, I got to give a shout out to CCM. CCM invited yes. us to the hockey house that they had in Boston uh, this weekend. We went on Friday, Friday night, Thursday. Thursday night, Thursday night, and it was cool as shit. They just rented out this big ass mansion uh, in Canton, Massachusetts, and pimped it out to basically be like a hockey showcase. They had an incredible outdoor rink in the backyard, uh, saw a lot of cool people there. Uh, it was like a lot of influencers and stuff like that. Got to give a shout out to our guys at Just Edition. They yes. debuted a collab with the Chicago Blackhawks over the weekend. It's very, very cool. Go check it out. They got some cool stuff. Their logo was also on the ice during the Blackhawks game this weekend, which was super cool. Like those guys, those guys rock. Uh, I've met them a few times now. Every time I see them, just like the best vibes and the stuff that they make is cool as shit. So shout out to CCM for putting that all together. Uh, they gave us some cool swag. I'm wearing the sweatshirt that they gave uh, us over the weekend. So they gave us sticks. They gave us sticks. They gave us a lot of cool stuff. So appreciate the invite. Appreciate the effort that they went through to to make that happen. And uh, I got on the ice. Yeah, you I got did. on the ice. It was pretty sick. Even flipped me up a puck. I did a. Uh, I did the like tapped on the glass. Flipped a puck to Sean, but I was... Uh, yeah, but Sean had that sign that said, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I didn't have the will trade candy for a stick sign, so I was I just had to stick with the puck. I will say, every time I ripped a decent shot out there, I looked over at Sean, and he was like busy doing something else. And every time I did some stupid dickhead suck at hockey thing, I looked over, and Sean had like a full team of cameramen. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, like he was in a director's chair. They were, there were cameras at every angle. Yet Sean was flying drones. Uh, Jeff got on the ice too. Yeah, our friend Jeff Israel. Uh, my big takeaway from the hockey house was that we left and we were doing like the hockey influencers. So there were the whole so time. many, right? So like I wasn't wrapping the episode earlier when I was saying this. So we'll we'll go on this for a, a couple of minutes. There were a lot of Gen Z hockey guys there, and I. Don't speak that way, but I also don't besmirch that. That's just a type of person that I didn't ever experience being because even when I was in high school or middle school playing hockey, that style of hockey talk didn't exist. A-bad. Unfortunately, that bad, right? Like, unfortunately, <laughs> the style, right, bud? Fucking all right, that bud. stuff didn't exist. Unfortunately, it was like a lot of just like. Speaking with horrible language yeah. and saying terrible things. This is things. way better. All of those guys were so nice, so friendly. The <laughs> incredibly friendly. Thing, what's that? I said incredibly friendly. The oh yeah, super thing friendly. From threatening. In fact, I can't remember if it was any of you that we were discussing. Like, beauty doesn't mean beauty. Just means like soft, nice, unthreatening individual. I was called a different version of that growing up. So like I, I realized I was like, oh, when they call somebody a beauty, they're just saying that's a nice person. Where the fuck was this hockey when I was playing <laughs> hockey when I was a kid? I would have been like, I'd probably be in the NHL right now. I would have had better. I would have had more confidence. I would have kept playing longer, but it was amazing. And there was a point at which we were in line getting food and I just heard some of those 
that talk and I let out a cackle that I <laughs> felt you were like you were loving it and it was but I was afraid I was like I hope people don't think I'm making fun of them I'm yeah. not I'm just I, I couldn't I'd never heard any of this stuff before so we heard somebody be like this stuff hey bud this is like the best burger I've ever had in my life <laughs> I was, like, I was so happy for that guy <laughs> I know. they were awesome it was, I'm afraid to like watch letter Kenny and Shorezy because I'm um, like I'm affected I'm afraid of that effect hitting me. Tell I, you what I did is, as soon as I fucking got home. Yeah. Well, I waited a day, but Sean, I was going to tell you, I started watching Letterkenny. Oh, let's go. I love those guys. Yeah, okay. The, the hockey bros on it? Tarps off. They're amazing. <laughs> I should start, but I'm, I'm afraid of it hitting me because like, I'll watch a Harry Potter marathon during the holidays, which I do every year. And I'm walking around with an English accent for like a week after that. I right. will say as far as Leonard Kenny goes, they also make fun of the hockey players a lot. So they'll get okay. they get chirped for right. the, the hockey. Shorzy is a spinoff of Leonard Kenny, right? Yes. Okay. And that's very hockey. Okay. But we were talking and when we came up with the podcast initially, one of uh, our other unwritten rules was like, we don't call people beauties right now. Let's not start like, doing that like, just like, because we feel that that's how you talk. We're not trying to fit in. We want to do a show about hockey the way that we talk about hockey i will say though could be convinced <laughs> yeah like after that i was like calling you guys beauties we were we were like we came we were, up with some characters called logan and logan <laughs> that are just dudes that talk that way it was great i was calling you pauser because your last name is depaz Fucking right, boys. <laughs> Fucking a right, boys. The the energy shift on the car ride to the house. Like you were talking about, you were like, this is the most tired I've been all week. Oh, we were As we were heading out, to the house. Yeah. And then we were driving away from the house after the night finished. And like we were just... Throwing Remember around those fucking colas, boys. Let's <laughs> right. fucking go. The vibes were so high. So maybe we just need to be around more hockey influencers to drive the vibes up. Hockey influencers is so nice. Uh, Johnny Lazarus. Yes. So nice meeting that young Good man. Dude. Amazing. Empty netter boys. Empty very, netter. Very Everybody. Cool and again, guys. getting on the ice and those CCM skates were so comfortable. Yeah. It was. It CCM, was amazing. They really pulled out all the stops. Also, shout out Dream Hockey. Yeah, she was amazing. She's a uh, trick shot artist. Yes. She's doing some wild shit. I famously, Pete knows, am terrible at recording or taking photos of anything on my phone. Even the fucking videos I took of her doing the crazy shots came out incredible. Yeah. Shout out CCM. That was They're fucking beauties over there, bud. <laughs> fucking right, boys. Fucking A right, boys. All right. Uh, tomorrow, we will speak to... Seth Jones and Nick Felino together together an awesome talk we hit a bunch of things there's going to be memes that come from that conversation for sure appreciate y'all have a great Monday we'll talk to you tomorrow